0: Now, back to the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley,
1: 1017, 1035, and 1460, WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show continuing on this Tuesday, February 18th, 8.07. This is the WRAD Radio Network. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Mokadu Studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline. Uh, and before we dive into our top five, which is coming, uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, getting you covered. Getting you covered is real simple. Uh, we make sure that any conversation you could find yourself in, whether it's around the water cooler at happy hour, kids sporting practice, PTA meeting, uh, at work, at the grocery store, if someone's talking about sports, we want you to know what they're talking about and have a morsel of information or two to throw in there on your own. That's why we give you got you covered.
0: No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry.
1: Tim will get you covered. Scary, scary, scary sight last night as they resumed running of the Daytona 500 and completed the race. Denny Hamlin gets the victory, but it was a somber, somber mood following the race as Ryan Newman with a scary crash in the final lap. Uh, The the, not much information coming out of NASCAR for hours following the race. He was taken immediately to a hospital. Uh, Car was upside down flames everywhere. It turns out that while he is in serious condition, uh, as of this morning, reports are coming out that it is not life threatening, which is as good as you can expect after a scary, scary crash like that. Uh, And and again, it just raises so many questions that so many people have about NASCAR uh, as an activity. But uh, today, it is just most important to think of Ryan Newman, his family, and hopefully they are able to come out on the other side uh, not uh, or excuse me, avoiding any tragedy that would that looked almost likely at the end of that race. Uh, elsewhere in sports, North Carolina blows a 15point lead to Notre Dame, and I can say this with all honesty. I have never seen a Hall of Fame coach be as lost as Roy Williams has been this year uh he's been crying, he's been saying his team's not talented, he's been blaming himself, he doesn't know what to do, and after the most recent loss, he's turned into the the hard scrabble disciplinarian that's gonna motivate his troops with with tough love, saying you got two choices: you can compete your butt off or you can get in the fetal position and curl up and start crying. I have never seen a Hall of Fame coach scramble so aimlessly. Like Roy Williams has been doing this year as UNC coasts to a six-straight loss. A sports book has put the over under on Astros getting hit by a pitch this year at 83 and a half. Which I actually think is an extremely low over under the last five seasons, there have been nine teams that have been hit more than eighty three and a half times in a season, and if the Astros emerge from this season as anything other than the most hit by pitch team in the history of Major League Baseball and certainly in the last decade, then I will be absolutely flabbergasted if you are a gambler and you can get a a bookie or or your guy or a sports book to take the money on the over under astros hit by pitch at 83 and a half go ahead and hammer the over the Atlantic coast conference came out in complete support of a one-time transfer rule allowing athletes to transfer one time in their college career and not have to sit out essentially a no restriction transfer This is a move in the right direction. It's not quite where I want it to be, where athletes can do what other students everywhere else and every other department on campus can do, which is go wherever they feel best. It's not quite that, but it's still better. Uh, Coaches will have to re-recruit all of their players every single day, knowing that they can leave if the coach doesn't make it worth their while to stay in the program. And I think that is the first step towards getting student-athletes all of the proper privileges and rights that they do deserve. Uh, as we move along here, Mike Tomlin stood up for Mason Rudolph, went on ESPN yesterday and essentially said the only reason I'm here is because there was some, some false statements made about Mason Rudolph and, and there weren't uh, the proper citations to investigations. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers did an investigation, the NFL did an investigation, and absolutely no evidence was turned up that Mason Rudolph used any kind of racial slur to incite Miles Garrett during the brawl on Thursday night uh, or earlier this football season. Mike Tomlin is a quiet dude. Mike Tomlin does not search out the spotlight. He does not go on ESPN for any reason looking to become a star. And when you are that type of person and you come out as aggressively as he did, it says something and Mason Rudolph officially has the second line on his retirement notice, right? Whenever he retires, the first line will say, probably most known for the brawl that he and Miles Garrett were a part of during the 2019 football season. The second sentence is now, Mike Tomlin, his head coach, a future Hall of Famer, vehemently denied any allegations against him, and that's about as good as you can hope for if you are Mason Rudolph. Some reports out there that Matt Stafford is available in the trade market from the Detroit Lions. I'll tell you this right now. He is better than in his prime Philip Rivers. Just because he has been locked away in Detroit with a team that couldn't get it done for most of his career does not mean he's not a good quarterback. If you're a good team and you want to win right now, a new guy just popped to the top of your list, and that is Matt Stafford. All right, we're back, and we have some uh, some friends joining us here on uh, – uh, oh. We're all tangled up in chairs. Um, we have some friends joining us during the break. Unexpected drop-in, Captain Demmer of the U.S. Army. How's it going? Hey, Tim. It's going great. How are you? Doing well. Um, so, while we have you here, when, whenever you, you stop in, uh, we always like to, to get some information from you on, on the recruiting and everything going on. So, what's going on with you guys? Well, not much. You know, we were actually on uh,
2: Keanu Price's uh, Living Local okay. recently, just talking about kind of uh, life in the Army, uh, life as a future soldier. And uh, just the recruiting perspective from someone going
1: through uh, training and and that's actually interesting because we, we I mean we have conversations if you listen to the show, you know that we have a partnership with the u s army and, and we love having you guys in. but I do feel like we talk about the recruiting a ton when you think about like someone's complete experience with the army the the recruiting the you know the physical test and, and that kind of stuff is actually. Know, kind of a small part of it, right? Life in the army is is uh what they're actually interested in. What is like a day to day for a soldier? Wow, it, there is a big array
2: mm-hmm. of experiences soldiers go through. I mean, you can go anything from you know we're we're always doing PT. Mm-hmm. PT is kind of the cornerstone of what we do as soldiers, but. which
1: I can vouch for. Captain denver did did one of the physical tests with us, and uh, he he can still throw it down. <laughs> I
2: throw it down a little bit, but I, I got to get to your level on that ball throw again, but. Uh, yeah yeah so p t and a lot of it has come down to um, maintaining your equipment mm-hmm. and uh, training your specific knowledge base and we 're actually on our way to a trainer right now to uh, Newport news mm-hmm. uh, you know just talking about things kind of trading trading knowledge of the of the the traits of, of recruiting just to see like how we can best kind of uh, maintain manage and uh, and um, resource uh, knowledge for the base
1: and, and we talk often about the you know one hundred and fifty plus different careers in, in the army and uh, we do the career of the week, which is ranged from you know a drone pilot to HR representative right like like there's you can do a little bit of of whatever you're looking for uh how do you how do you balance kind of you know what could be a desk job or what could be a job you know flying drones and then also you know the the physical nature or, or what you know the things you just described
2: yeah well I mean there's so many different jobs like you mm-hmm. said there's a lot of jobs you know there's combat jobs everyone mm-hmm. knows about those. True. you know I want to go you know, shoot rockets, and, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, kick down doors and that kind of stuff. And uh,
1: Or even, uh, we, we just had one which, uh, I forget what it was called, but it was about, um, like, overcoming obstacles, right? When, when you're going for a drive or when, when people need to move somewhere, whether it's going over a river or going over uh, wire or brush. Like, like there's combat jobs that, you know, maybe even aren't the combat jobs that we normally think of. That's exactly right. So, one of those is, uh, like, engineering.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something called, like, a route clearance package mm-hmm. where... You know, they're responsible for helping and supporting the combat forces and uh a lot of those jobs are oriented on on obstacles and things like that and building.
1: So, so how much of your day, if if someone's listening and saying, you know, I, I wanna be a drone pilot, I wanna be an engineer, I wanna be a mechanic, uh like what's what's the divide, right? Are, are is there days where, you know, you're you're doing exclusively that or is every day, you know, you gotta get a jog in or you gotta you you know, do your push ups and, and then you get to go uh, you know, work on your individual deal? Well, typically, we, we do run
2: on routine. So we do have <laughs> specific things that we do every single day, like PT. Yeah. And uh, uh, But honestly, we, we usually typically operate off of a training schedule. Mm-hmm. And that kind of dictates what we do day to day. We could be doing like a uh, exercise for multiple weeks, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of unit you're in. Uh, you know, we could be doing PT or we could be doing a, a ruck march on one day and we could be at the range a different day. So it, there's there's a good variety of what you can actually do, but it's also usually dictated on what needs to get done as far as training goes.
1: See, see that, that I'm sure excites a lot of people because uh, I would assume a lot, uh, a lot of those that are interested in, you know, e- even just having questions answered by you guys are, are looking for not the same thing every day, right? That's at least part of what I would think would be the appeal of, of enlisting would be you know, you're, you're not going to be sitting in a cubicle looking at the same four walls every single day. And, and it's always kind of different. That's exactly right. Yeah. Every day is not different.
2: Every day is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some jobs where it can get a little bit repetitive. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you'll, you'll find those throughout your career. But, um, you know, I, I, I typically find, you know, just dealing with uh, what we do day to day now, um, people are looking for purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and you can find purpose in the Army. Uh, there's a lot of different things you can go into. And uh, if, if you're looking for, you're not quite certain what you want to do or or what you, you even believe in or what you want to do in the future, uh, there's things you can go into in the Army and you will find purpose.
1: All right. Uh, and then if someone's hearing this and saying, you know what? It sounds great. I'm looking for purpose. I want a you know, cool job. I, w- I want this, that, or the other. How do they get in contact with you guys?
2: The uh, best way to do it is uh, go on Put in your information. We'll be in contact. All
1: right. And and you'll see them around. They're, they're at community events. I've seen them at college games, high school games, they're in the the, the New River Valley Mall. Uh, so go ahead and, and and look for them and again goarmyvirginia.com uh if you have any questions and I always like to point this out as well. Having questions answered is not a commitment. That's correct. You 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 can call and and or, or stop by or go online, get all your questions answered and then decide if it's right for you. There's there, it's not one of those deals where you know as soon as you you send an email you're you're committed for the next 20 years of your life or anything yeah. like that yeah
2: Tim, if uh, i could just real quick yep. uh, one great way to do that is come to future soldier training program mm-hmm. uh it's it's just a way we do pt together it's not a commitment or anything if you're interested in that kind of thing come do pt do a run with us and uh, we'll answer any questions we can
1: future soldiers what how, like when is that where is that how do they find out a scheduler or what that is
2: so it differs by uh, station okay. um and then you just contact that station go in and say hey i'm interested in coming to a a training a PT uh, program and, uh, you know, asking some questions, whatever it is. But it's not committal. You just you get to hang out with some of the future soldiers who have already committed mm-hmm. and uh, getting any questions answered that they may have. And I would
1: assume that's that helps with, with the preparation for if you do plan on going and getting yourself in shape because, you know, that's always an obstacle that I hear, right, which is I'd like to, but I don't know if I could pass boot camp right now or anything
2: like that. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, the PT thing is one of the biggest uh, barriers mm-hmm. to enter for that area. So – uh, PT is a big thing, so kind of seeing how and and what the requirements are is a big part of that. If you're interested, all right. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, absolutely. It's great seeing you. All right, we'll be right
1: back after this with more of the Tim Donnelly Show. Your daily dose of adrenaline. Adrenaline shot here. Woo, 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 woo. The Tim Donnelly Show will be right back
0: on WRAD.
1: Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM as well. Uh, we are live inside the Makadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the we'll Baker on here, team hotline. Time, uh, I do want to give a shout out to Captain Denver once cool. again for joining us here on the show, giving us the uh, update on what's going on with the, uh, the U.S. Army in, in the area and recruiting efforts there. Uh, very appreciative of their partnership. Also brought some donuts. We didn't get a chance to thank him on air for it, so uh, appreciate it to, to Captain Demmer for for stopping by and bringing the donuts. Um, Lobro, we have a caller on the line? We sure do. We got Rocky with us on the Baker team hotline, ready uh, to talk
0: some uh, Hokies, no doubt.
1: I'm, I'm sure, and I'm sure he'll throw some Highlanders in there as well. What's going on, Rocky?
3: Well, actually, I want to switch up gears a little bit. I know you're a uh, big time into NASCAR. Can you give me some of uh, your thoughts on the race last night?
1: Uh, we we've already we touched on that at the top of the show. Um, the Ryan Newman situation is scary. Is basically what what we came up with. It was obviously you know the last thirty laps were uh, exciting. Denny Hamlin. It it should be about him and it should be about back to back and it should be about three time winner the Daytona five hundred. But I'm having a hard time thinking of anything other than you know Ryan Newman. It was a scary crash. Uh, you hope that he's okay. It appears as if the injuries are not life threatening, but You know, with me not being a doctor, I'm I'm guessing there could be a wide range of not life-threatening that still uh, are extremely impactful on his life and and the life of his family. So, uh, Ryan Newman, you know, we're 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 hoping that he's all right. We're hoping that he's okay. Uh, You know, on another day, we can have a conversation about the things that NASCAR needs to do to to make those happen less often. But uh, but it's a tough situation right now.
3: Uh, for me, I think, you know, having these races finish at night is awesome. Um, I think, you know, racing under the lights is, is definitely better. And I think, you know, given the situation, um, I mean, I guess everyone was just hauling butt around that track and, you know, to have something like that happen is terrible. Um, but it was straight up racing. I mean, those guys were racing super and, hard, and that's and it that's the su- thing.
1: That's the exact thing that I'm talking about, right? There was no one did anything wrong, and you ended up in that situation, right? Nobody uh, was malicious. No one was acting like a jerk. Everyone after the race was immediately concerned, even though Hamlin did the donuts, and everyone wanted to give him a hard time for it. I don't think he truly knew uh, what what shape Ryan Newman or Ryan Newman's car was in. Um, I mean, when nothing goes wrong and that goes wrong that way, right, when no one does anything wrong and it goes that wrong, then uh, then then I think some things need to be reevaluated.
3: Yeah, that usually ends up what's happening, and then it just looks like this slow traffic jam going around the, you know, circuit. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, man. I just thought it was a hell of a race. Given the situation, it's terrible. But, I mean, watching the race under the lights, I mean, it was an awesome, awesome race. And I, I think that maybe if NASCAR can move some of the races more in the nighttime, it, it really brings a lot more excitement to the race. So I enjoyed watching it. Hopefully, everyone's all right and uh, enjoyed the race. That's all I got.
1: All right, appreciate it, Rocky. Uh, actually, you know, what? I'm going to do part of what Rocky usually does, which is give everyone a hype up on the Highlanders. Uh, go to wredradio.com and check out the Highlanders All Access podcast. Uh, it features coaches, it features news on, on Highlanders athletics, and, and of course, it features our friend Rick Watson. Who uh, who hosts it and, and talks with Mike Jones and Mike McGuire and and some players and, and newsmakers across that Highlanders uh, uh that Highlanders program. So go ahead and check out uh, WRADRadio.com for that. If I'm
0: correct, they're on a seven game win streak. I think that, the basketball team is
1: and and beating some very very good teams. Oh yeah, some very very good teams. I was actually I was in Raleigh over the weekend mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Clemens who played for Campbell, I believe. Uh, and is the top ten scorer in the history of Division One basketball was having his number retired at his high school. There, uh, he's now a member of the Rockets, I believe. And I just remember thinking, like, all right, he's he's out of the conference. He graduated. He's in the NBA now. It's time for the the Highlanders to uh, to step into that that vacancy and and you know uh, go be the the premier attraction in the conference. And and I think they have a chance to do that. Carly Jones yeah. is legit. Uh, you know the rest of that team, Devonte Holland and and a few others are are really really impressive. Mike Jones is, I think, one of the best coaches in mid major basketball, um, and I think they're they're lucky to have him. So uh, you know, Rocky, this, there's probably a lesson to be learned here, right? He didn't call in, uh, accusing me of not watching the Highlanders, and because of that. The Highlanders get a nice little plug here, including the Highlanders all-access podcast, which can be found at WRADradio.com, featuring the voice of the Highlanders and friend of the show, as I mentioned, Rick Watson. Uh, So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick little break here. We may end up skipping the top five. Who knows? We may come back to it later. Uh, But when we return, I want to talk about Mike Tomlin standing up for his quarterback, Mason Rudolph, and entertaining uh, the, the conversations Miles Garrett has started. That's coming up next, right here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM as well. Uh, Lobro joining me here inside the Makadu Studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline. I was just pounding donuts during that commercial break. So now I have all that that sugar in my mouth.
0: It's a good way to spend a commercial break, though.
1: I don't know if it's the, the most professional move when you gotta host the show, but when uh, when the U.S. Army stops by and gives you donuts, uh, I mean, you you gotta eat the donuts. That that's just you know good good manners. So you, you, that's what we were doing during that commercial break, and that's what Lobro's is doing right now. Lobro's got a mouthful of of chocolate donut, uh, just going to town.
0: It is delicious. Ten out of ten.
1: It is very good. Um, Collision Plus. I will revisit that phone number for you in a second. Collision Plus has been providing quality auto body repair to the greater New River Valley since 1991 with superior work, premium product use, and customer service that is unmatched in the collision service industry. Collision Plus has established itself as an elite vehicle repair facility not only in Southwest Virginia, but also nationally. Companies include 3M and cheap, excuse me, including, companies including 3M and Chief have utilized their location as a testing facility for new products and equipment, relying on their feedback. To further develop new innovations, Collision Plus works closely with all major insurance companies to help make it as easy as possible. Call or contact them today to learn more about their services. I have so much donut going on right now. Ah. Uh, The phone number for Collision Plus. I promised I would revisit it. Here is that revision. Uh, 540... Nine five three three nine one zero. That's five four oh nine five three three nine one zero. That just shows I have absolutely no self-control.
0: I mean if you're pounding, let's say you're pounding donuts on the like, on and, the road like while you're driving and you end up in a little <laughs> bit of a collision or something, or you ding the side of the, you know, the guardrail, then collision plus has you.
1: There you go. Uh it just shows like my 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 uh self control, right? I'm twenty three minutes away from being able to eat all the donuts I want. Uh, right. Nine o'clock show's over and I can, you know, I don't have to worry about speaking clearly the rest of the day, but of course I get like a three and a half minute commercial break and I'm like, how many can I fit into my gullet as I, as I shovel them down?
0: I respect that as a fellow donut
1: enthusiast. <laughs> I respect that. Uh, and I, I, we don't get donuts at the house often. So it's like a special treat. Um, our XFL poll that we've been monitoring throughout the show. And, and we've been trying to use whatever power that we do have. Uh, to get Cam Phillips, former Hokie great, uh, into the lead. Uh, the XFL has a star of the week poll up. The final two nominees for week two are DeAndre Tompkins of the D.C. Defenders and Cam Phillips, former Hokie great of the Houston Roughnecks. When we started monitoring earlier today, Cam Phillips was behind. He was behind. We've We've thrown the weight of the Tim Donnelly show behind him. As a three-touchdown scorer this week, three receiving touchdowns, most in XFL history, four touchdowns in two games, legend. We've thrown our weight behind him, and now he is ahead 50.7 to 49.3. We want that to grow more comfortably. There's still 22 hours left on the poll, so so share it, retweet it, tell your friends, get Cam Phillips out there. There's 5,361 votes and I want the lead to continue to grow from here. Man, it's getting close. No, it's getting. Well, it's, it was well, closer. Oh, it's, oh, I guess I'm
0: looking at the wrong one. Oh, this tweet was from two days ago. Okay, that's, that's wow. the one he won. Oh,
1: the oh, right, the one with one four. The,
0: it's one of the heats. Okay, yes. I was looking to see where I could vote and just keep on refreshing the page.
1: He won that. <laughs> let me let me refresh it now. He won one to be a finalist. I thought the one that he already won. All right, we're up another. Hun- 10th of a point, 50.8. <laughs> it's like progress. <laughs> it's like watching paint dry. Um he won what I thought was the star of the week poll, but it turns out that was just like a preliminary to get into the finals. And uh the finals are now XFL star of the week, either DeAndre Tompkins or Cam Phillips, and Cam Phillips currently has a 50.8% to 49.2% lead. Uh, and that's not not a big enough margin to call it. I want I want it to be 75 I want Hokey Nation to absolutely embarrass DeAndre Tompkins. Where did DeAndre Tompkins go to school? Let's see what fan base we're up against.
0: Uh, Tim, you're starting a, you're starting a little fan base war here. I don't know if we need this. Penn
1: State. no, this is good. this is good.
0: Oh, a bit of recruiting uh, Penn State there, yeah.
1: Penn State has been coming into Virginia and taking recruits since James Franklin got to Penn State, right? He's, he's been coming into the 757, the 804, the 703 and taking recruits back up to State College, Pennsylvania. Okay? It's time to to start fighting back and you got to win the little battles before you win the big battles. Take on Penn State right now, right? Because XFL fan bases are still in their infancy, right? XFL fan bases are still relatively new, so it's not like this is the Houston Roughnecks against the D.C. Defenders fan bases. I don't know if there's that many of those particular groups yet, right? The XFL has to establish their footprint. But we know Virginia Tech and Penn State have fan bases that will support their own even after they leave campus. So so you can look at this as Cam Phillips versus DeAndre Tompkins. You can look at this as Houston Roughnecks against D.C. Defenders. I choose to look at this as Hokies against Nittany Lions. Hokie Nation against Penn State Nation. That's what I choose to look at it as. Win. All right, get competitive. Everyone wants to say Hokie Nation is negative. Oh, all these people on Twitter are so negative. This is a chance for the silent majority... Right? You don't have to tweet anything out. You just vote. It doesn't get put on your timeline. You won't annoy your friends and family with, with your hokey opinions. Just vote. 50.8% is too close for comfort. I'll refresh it and keep you updated over the last couple of minutes here. The other big news, and it's big news partially because of, of who said it, is Mike Tomlin coming to the defense of Mason Rudolph. Now, I'm not saying, you know, the 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 race of the coach matters, right? I'm not saying that, you know, the fact that he's uh, standing with a backup quarterback matters. I think it's just that a guy like Mike Tomlin, who by all accounts doesn't like dealing with the media, right? He He's very stern. He's very brash when he's at the podium during mandated press availabilities. Um, from the end of the season up through the owners' meetings, he really doesn't do much with with publicity. You know, as much as I, as a Delaware fan, as a Delaware alum, have to kind of just dislike William and Mary guys, I kind of like the way he handles himself because he doesn't go seeking the spotlight. So the fact that he went to ESPN, right, and was on first take, which is the most media ridiculousness of the media ridiculous shows, the fact that he did that tells me how serious he is about the 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 tarnishing of Mason Rudolph's name, right? Because Miles Garrett is dragging Mason Rudolph down, right? He is saying the reason why I did the things I did when I threw the helmet, slammed it down on Mason Rudolph's head, is because he used a racial slur towards me. And Mike Tomlin is essentially just getting out publicly and saying, listen, if there's two sides to every story, Miles Garrett is is only one side. And the Steelers' side of this is, the Steelers did an internal investigation. The Steelers excuse me, the NFL did an investigation and there was absolutely no proof that any kind of slur was said. And, and, and he went on to say, listen, Mike Tomlin said this. He, he went on to say, listen, I got a lot of friends in Cleveland, right? When you're in the NFL for as long as I've been in the NFL, when you're a head coach for as long as you've, I've been a head coach, you have friends on most teams. He's like, I have friends in Cleveland. Not a single one of them after the game, said, "Hey, Mike, you might want to you might want to get a heads up on this. Some things were said. Hey, my guy is saying this. My guy is saying that your guy said this. He was like, and and I think they would have. Mike Tomlin stood up for Mason Rudolph, right? And Mason Rudolph is not Ben Roethlisberger. Don't get it twisted, right? He's not Juju Smith Schuster." He's not one of the players that a coach would go to bat for pretty much regardless. He is someone that if a coach stands on the table like this, he probably has good reason to stand on the table like this. And like I said in the gotcha covered segment, this kind of gives Mason Rudolph that second sentence. You know what I mean? It kind of gives Mason Rudolph that second twist with the first sentence being, you know, because it's it's the line, right? When you do something great, one of the cliches is, well, you just wrote the first line of your obituary, right? When, like, if you're an astronaut and you walk on the moon, like, you're never going to do something that trumps that in the first line of your obituary, right? It's going to be, uh, Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon. Like, that's going to be the first line of his obituary. Uh, for, for, Mason Rudolph's retirement announcement the first line of his obituary has already been written right Mason Rudolph the man whose head got smashed with a helmet by Miles Garrett first line's already written and that's not going to change the first line of his retirement announcement has already been written and that's not going to change and you hate that for
0: the guy though
1: it stinks I mean, assuming he didn't do what, what Miles Garrett is saying. If, right. if yeah. he did, then he deserves much worse. But now the second line has been written as well, which is his coach at the time, Hall of Famer Mike Tomlin, came to his defense. And there is some bit of of salvation there, right? There is some bit of, okay maybe we we need to not take everything Miles Garrett is saying at face value. Because we talked about this exact scenario, right? Miles Garrett did the, the sit-down interview. He made the accusations, and we talked about it here on the show. And the best thing I could say was, this is a high, high, high profile of he said, he said. Right? And you almost had to say it's a 50-50 draw because you don't want to let your own biases make a decision, right? Like, oh, I think Mason Rudolph's a punk. I want, I'm want. i not going to believe him. Or, oh, I think Miles Garrett is a dirty player. I'm not going to believe him. You don't want to let those judgments come into a situation this serious. So, so I kind of left it as a 50-50 draw, but Mike Tomlin is very much saying it's not a 50-50 draw. Mike Tomlin is very much saying Mason Rudolph is getting the raw end of this deal. And if a coach is willing to, you know, maybe not in those words, but imply that so aggressively publicly, I tend to agree. Especially one who respects the media as much as he does, right? The reason why he doesn't talk to the media is because he knows how everything you say can be constrained, right? And, and he doesn't need the headache that the media, media uh, can make, right? He respects the media like the rest of us should respect the ocean. Right? You understand how powerful it is, and, and you don't want to play around in it unless you know what you're doing. That's how he treats the media. So the fact that he risked it and went out into the high waves to defend Mason Rudolph tells me there's there's a little bit of fire to that smoke. Other thing I want to say real quick is Cam Phillips up another tenth of a percent. We are up to 50.9% for Cam Phillips. In his quest to win the XFL poll to be the star of the week. 50.9, still not big enough, but we're moving in the proper direction. Let's go, Hokies. Come on. Let's go, Hokie Nation. Do your thing. Let's take a break when we come back. We have a couple of picks and one more conversation I want to have. Stick around. Hot coffee and
0: hot takes
1: if he's taking interviews all over the place and he wants to leave then there is absolutely no reason for you to feel any kind of attachment towards that guy the tim donnelly show will be right back on wrad welcome back into the tim donnelly show talk of the new river valley cam phillips holding steady at 50.9 percent. we need to get that up again now it's just me being competitive i don't want to lose
0: I mean, it's a it's a mixture of representing the hometown and your extremely competitive nature, which is absolutely insane. Sometimes I don't see how that's like not
1: debilitating for you. It might be. It might be holding me back in life. Who knows? Uh, at XFL twenty twenty, we re- actually we retweeted it from our own uh, show account. So on Twitter at Donnelly Show, we'll take you right there. Fifty point nine percent. Let's get it up to sixty. Nice even sixty. When when we when we started this little campaign, he was losing. He had like fifty-seven or excuse me, forty-seven. we're now up to fifty point nine. And I'm taking all of the credit, even though fans are doing all of the voting.
0: Yeah, you're not the one sitting there refreshing the page, clicking the votes.
1: Six thousand you can only vote once. Oh. Uh, Six thousand one hundred and sixty-nine votes, twenty-two hours left on the poll. Uh Hokey Nation, back your guy up. Uh speaking of actually, you know what, real quickly here, uh this weekend, grab yourself a dosekis. Uh, keep it interessante because after all, Dos Equis is the only beer whose shade of green is the exact same shade as Football Turf. It's the only beer that inspired the very first two-point conversion and the only beer that inspired Ben Franklin to tear down a goalpost. So this weekend, when you're hanging out with friends, tailgating, doing uh, all, all of the stuff that friends do on weekends, grab yourself a Dos Equis and keep it interessante. You want to hear something wild? Lobro, how old were you in 2007.
0: Oh, wow. I have no idea. What year
1: were you born? Let's do basic Oh, wait.
0: 10. I'd be 10 in 90. You were born in 97? Yep. All
1: right. Uh, February 5th, 2007. So when you were 10 years old, was the last time the UConn's women's basketball team was outside the top five in the country? Whoa. This week, they are sixth. They might be the most impressive dynasty ever. Ever in the Everest of ever. And, and just to be clear, it's not over. They're sixth in the country now. It's not like they fell out of the top five and went all the way down to, to 105th. They're the sixth best team. They're still very much a Final Four threat. They're still very much one of the best recruiters in the country. Uh, 253 straight weeks of basketball season, they've been included. They had been included in the top five in the country. Gino Auriemma is one of the most underrated coaches of all time.
0: See, I feel like I don't really ever hear about UConn, like, UConn think, women. Well, okay. Oh, it's okay. It's the women's. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Now I now I get it. Yes.
1: Okay. UConn women. I mean, the men have won a couple national championships as well. I don't want to sell the the men short, but they are not anywhere near what their women's basketball team. Yeah.
0: Now been. I understand. Yeah. I and, remember. Like there's there's some there's like there's a couple of those games that are on the TVs at my house occasionally. So, and yeah. and
1: I took in an, an official visit to UConn coming out of high school. And when I tell you they by far. Uh, uh, celebrate their women's athletics more than any other team in the co- or any other school in the country, it is, it, it is palpable. You walk in and it's one of the only places where you feel like the, the equality is real. Um, you know The same amount of resources are going into men's sports as women's sports, and you have to give them credit for that. So I just wanted to give them a shout-out for um, one of the craziest streaks I've ever heard. Right, They had been in the top five in the country every single week since George W. Bush was president. That's so cool. Like, they went through, through the entire that. Obama presidency and all of the Trump presidency up until now in the top five in the country. And and obviously that streak for top 10 still continues because they're only six. That they, like I said, they didn't completely plummet. So, hey, shout out to those those ladies and, and Gina Oriama, their coach. Keep crushing it. Uh, quick That's picks awesome. here. There's really just two college basketball games, no NBA. Uh, Creighton taking on Marquette. That's number 15. Creighton against number 19 Marquette. I think these two teams, talent-wise, are pretty evenly matched up. So I'm going to go ahead and go number 19, Marquette, because when two teams are evenly matched up, we always lean home team here on the show. Give me Marquette. (laughs) Pittsburgh at Florida State. Florida State is eighth in the country. Uh, Pittsburgh, obviously, is a team that just lost to Virginia Tech to help end that streak, uh, that losing streak for the Hokies. So go ahead and give me Florida State, eighth in the country, to take care of business at home we are just about done with the show today do want to remind everybody tomorrow we have the Roth Report Bill Roth will join us that's at 8 o'clock on Wednesday uh, to start the hour so you do not want to miss it uh, Bill Roth is actually going to be uh, in studio tomorrow at 8 o'clock that's awesome uh, so, so be ready for that uh, a lot to talk about um, and, uh, and then we'll have a normal Wednesday show 6 to 9 taking care of everything you need to know reckless energy reckless energy from 6 to 9 For Tuesday, it ends right now because we got to start recharging the batteries for Reckless Energy tomorrow at 6. Until then, have a great day and night, everybody.